0: Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. This is day number two of the gifts and callings of God. And today we're gonna talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Those things that the Holy Spirit wants to work through you to work the supernatural in a natural world. Let's join together for the Word of God. For
1: more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word
0: of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. Great to have you here today. I began a verse-by-verse study yesterday, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're gonna be taking this up for a number of days, verse-by-verse taking us into the introduction to the gifts of the Holy Spirit and their uses found in chapter 12, 13, and 14, all right? Three chapters of which 1 Corinthians 12 lays the whole thing out. This is one of the most simply laid out chapters I've ever seen. In fact, Paul just lays it out, much like we do when we open up a book. Here's an introduction to the book, here's the chapters and verse of the book, and here's the different, you know, a breakdown of the book and then the books divide into sections, well, that's the way this chapter is. And let me again go back over it. Verse one through three is the introduction to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And in verses one through three, it says this, now concerning spiritual things, brethren, the word spiritual is plural. The word gifts is in italics, doesn't even appear there. Concerning spiritual things, brothers, I would not have you ignorant. All right, what he's saying is, this is not a difficult chapter. I would not have you ignorant, found three different times in reference to doctrines. First Thessalonians 4.13, connecting to the rapture. First Corinthians 1 concerning Old Testament types and shadows. Paul simply says, this is not rocket science, I wish you weren't ignorant, but you probably always will be ignorant, but you don't have to be ignorant. This is not difficult stuff. So the Holy Spirit and spiritual gifts, he says, I would not have you ignorant, simply means this is not rocket science. He says in verse two, you know that you are heathen. Ethne is the Greek word, not not necessarily the word Gentiles, but you were heathen. Anybody that doesn't know Jesus Christ is a heathen carried away under these dumb idols, even as you were led. He's simply saying here, you used to worship gods that couldn't talk to you. Oh, you did all the talking. You screamed and you yelled and you prayed to them and you asked for favors and you beat your chest and all this. But did a piece of rock ever answer you? No. Did a piece of wood ever answer you? The answer is no. He says you were carried away under idols that couldn't talk to you. Now that you're born again, and especially Spirit-filled people, of which the Corinthians were the leaders as far as the use of the gifts of the Spirit and speaking with tongues. I mean, above every said you came behind in no spiritual gifts. That's because, again, they were filled with the Spirit. He says, now you serve a God that can talk to you. He says, and the whole difference here is how does he talk to you? And the chapter will break it down through the gifts of the spirit, through prophecies from other people, through the word of God. But the one that backs all this is the Holy Spirit. When the spirit of God comes, he'll lead you and guide you into all truth. That's the word of God. And next of all, he'll show you things. Things are things outside the word of God, things in your life that are going to come. Verse three is also part of the introduction. Verses one through three is the introduction of this chapter. Verse three, wherefore I give you to understand if you really wanna know if what's happening is of the Holy Spirit, no man speaking, whether in church or prophesying to you or speaking out, guided by the Holy Spirit calls Jesus cursed. If he curses Jesus, that shows immediately it's demons. He then goes on to say, and no man can truly say that Jesus is Lord. I'm not just saying off the cuff. This is somebody really meaning it. No man can really say Jesus Christ is Lord, but by the power and the control of the Holy Spirit. In our own lives, we used to serve gods that were no gods. at all. Did you serve money? Yes, you did. And as a Christian, don't you dare serve money. He said, it makes a wicked taskmaster. We used to serve gods that were no gods at all. In fact, we worship money. But when's the last time a hundred dollar bill had a conversation with you? I think you'd be a little weird if it happened. No, you did all the talking to money. You always talk, I want more. How do I get more? and the point of it is the money never talked back to you. Then you got born again and now you serve a God. And by serving this God, you speak to him. He talks back to you. He ministers to you, shows you things to come. Now we serve a God that can talk to us and does talk to us. And one of the ways he does is through the gifts of the Holy Spirit and through the offices of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what the rest of this chapter deals with. So here's what it comes back to. Verses four through six is the outline of this chapter. The outline of this chapter mentions in each case, the sovereignty, of each member of the Godhead. In verse 4, we have the Holy Spirit is over the nine gifts, and verse 4 tells us the first part of this chapter. Again, verse 4 through 6 is outlined. Verse 4 tells you the first part of this chapter is going to deal with the gifts of the Spirit, verses 7 through 11, and there are differences of gifts, but the same Holy Spirit, and differences of gifts, there are nine of them, and they'll be listed here in this chapter. Next of all, verse 5 is the second part of the outline of this chapter, Jesus Christ is over over the 12 offices. Now there are five found over in Ephesians chapter four, but there are seven other ones found in Romans chapter 12. And here it says, Jesus Christ in verse 5 is over the 12 offices. There are differences of ministry offices, but the same Lord. So the Holy Spirit's over the nine gifts, differences of gifts, same spirit. Jesus Christ is over the 12 offices, and this is found in verse 12 through 27. Again, let me reemphasize, verse 4, the Holy Spirit's over the nine gifts, and this is explained to us in verses 7 through 11. Verse 5, the second part of this chapter, Jesus Christ is over the 12 offices, and this This is found in verse 12 through 27. The last part of this in verse six says this, God the Father is over the operations. There are differences of operations, but the same God who works all in all. And this is the third part of the chapter found in verses 28 through 31. And yesterday we got into the opening of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so again, let me explain those. this again. Verse four through six is the outline of this chapter. Really this chapter, the meat of it doesn't start till verse seven. Verse one through three, introduction. And we're talking about the operations of how the Father, Son, Holy Spirit all work together. Verse four through six is the second part and it's the outline of how this chapter is laid out. Verse seven through 11 is the Holy Spirit of the nine gifts. Verse four tells us that. 12 through 27, Jesus Christ is over the 12 offices. Verse five tells us that. God the Father is over the operations in verse 28 through 31. Verse six tells us this. So all three verses explain the different three sections of this chapter. Now we start the first section of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in verse seven through 11. And this is where we ended up yesterday. So open with me. If you're not there, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to start with verses seven through 11. While you're finding that, Oh, thank you so much. Those who are faithful watchers, faithful ones who come every day, you tune this in and listen. If you're just with us today for the first day, hallelujah, thank you for joining with us. Maybe a friend told you about this. And maybe your minister told you about it or else you just stumbled across it. And uh, maybe you read a pamphlet, a book of mine or listened to a you know recording of mine, but now you found out I'm on television. And so again, thanks for tuning in and thank you for those that continue to watch day by day. And then thank you for those who really made a dedication. Your heart's connected to mine and now you have become a partner with me in this ministry. If you'd like to become a partner with me and that's with monthly giving, monthly prayer, uh, for this ministry, then I invite you to go to our website, BobYandian.com. On there, you'll find a place where you can become a partner with me. And thank you in advance, those of you that are going to join this great team that is around me, almost like Jesus and the disciples. You, there's a group of disciples around me that just love this ministry, love supporting it, love praying, and love doing. Listen to it every day, learning new things. So again, thank you so much. And uh, BobYandian.com And again, join me. Verse seven through 11 says this, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given by the word of wisdom by the Spirit. Notice again, what hangs over this chapter is in verses seven through 11, the sovereignty of the Holy Spirit first of all. For to one is given by uh, the word of wisdom by the same Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith through the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healings through the same spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues, varieties of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Notice verse 11, but the one and self same spirit distributes or divides to each one individually as he wills. This verse is simply saying once you get born again and then when you get spirit filled, and the gifts of the spirit begin to operate, and you don't go pick them. They'll go, I want that one and that. No, no, no. You wait because someone knows you better than you do. You think you know yourself. Someone knows you inside out and knows exactly which gifts and knows down the road where you're headed to, which gifts now to start for you to operate in. And that's verse 11, that one and self-same spirit distributes or divides to each one individually as he wills. So, Verses 7 through 11, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, again, let me just say something. We often say this chapter is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's verses 7 through 11. The the bulk of this chapter is dedicated to the offices of the Lord Jesus Christ, verse uh, 12, down through verse 28. The biggest bulk, the section of this chapter, deals with the offices and how to operate them and how to get along with each other. Wow, that's a major deal. Look at verse 7. The manifestation of the Spirit, and there are... There are nine of them. There are nine manifestations of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. I like to say it this way. The manifestation of the Spirit, and there's nine of them. The nine manifestations of the Spirit is given to you to profit someone else. It's not given to you to make you look good. It's not given to you to put on your card, worker of miracles and brag on yourself. No, the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one to profit someone else. I wanna start with the word manifestation. Think about this for just a moment. What does the word manifestation mean to you? The word manifestation means to take it out of an invisible realm and bring it into this natural realm where the five senses can handle it. We can touch it, we can see it, We can hear it, we can sense it, and that's what the nine manifestations of the Spirit is. Is the Holy Spirit invisible? Yes, can you reach out and touch him? No, he's in the spirit realm. But there are manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit, nine of them that come over to this realm where we can hear it, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirit, prophesying, speaking with tongues, interpretation of tongues. We can hear that with our ears. Next of all, is there some we can see? Yes, we can actually see people get healed. We can walk. I mean, there's times I've watched a leg grow out, numbers of times, a short leg, and so it grow. I mean, it was in with my eyes. There's, I, I was going crazy watching this thing, especially the first time or two when I saw this. I was present when an eye was healed, and not only healed, the color came into it, it had been cloudy, and you could see it right there in front of your eyes as God healed it. How incredible is that? I've seen people in wheelchairs get up and walk away. And they were genuinely in that wheelchair, not acting like it, not pretending to be there. You could tell this person had been in it for some time. And so again, I've seen this happen. Time, so there's some we can actually see. And again, there's some we can actually hear. What about touching? Yes. In fact, in here, when we talk about the working of miracles, that word miracles is actually the Greek word for power, operating in the power of God. And there's times I've walked into a room and you can sense it, feel it. There's times I've been in prayer lines and all of a sudden, man, just everybody went down and nobody touched them. And this is the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, there are manifestations of the Spirit. So the manifestation of the Spirit, nine of them, where he comes out of this invisible realm and comes to this natural realm, and these are designed to work through people and they work through Spirit-filled people, but they don't work through people who pick the gifts. No, the Holy Spirit has chosen which one operates through them. And listen, I personally believe you can operate in any gift of the Spirit, but not as a uh, as not just temporary. I'm talking about there are certain gifts you'll operate in primarily. Others should the need arise, it will be there but there are certain things that work with your ministry, the calling God has on your life, and you can depend on them. And notice this, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one of us for the profit of everybody else. Here's the main thing too to understand, is that it's been given to me, but it's not to magnify me, to glorify me. It's for the benefit of somebody else and for God to have the glory. I'll see you right after the break.
1: In Romans 11, 29, we are told, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Many believers focus on the very last part of this verse, but it also teaches us that God works both the gifts and the callings together in each believer's life. We are living in a day when God wants every believer to find their place in the body of Christ. This five-lesson series from Pastor Bob Yandian will help increase your understanding of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the fivefold ministry gifts, the body gifts, and how each of these gifts operate together to accomplish God's will in the earth. This powerful teaching series will help you discover your callings and find your place in the body of Christ. To order The Gifts and Callings of God, visit our website at bobyendian.com. Theology Simplified is a practical guide to foundational biblical truth. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified, redemption, justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification.
0: All right, let's go back to verse seven again. Notice this as we introduce the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Verse seven through 11 is the introduction to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There is nothing in here that goes and explains them all. That's why some people get so upset. Well, why didn't the Bible explain them? Well, go back and look at Jesus' ministry, look at Acts, and you'll see how that they worked. But to be honest with you, no two work the same way, you know, in you. And One gift can be in you and also in somebody else, but how it operates in them is not the same as how it operates in you. So the Bible would be this thick, you know, trying to explain the operation of each one of them. And so all God does is just set them out here. You can begin to recognize them when they operate in your life, but you know, often we criticize others because they don't use it like we do when they are not us. Let the Holy Spirit operate through them differently than he operates through you because he knows their personality. He knows what's best for them and how they operate. And therefore, this is how we get such diversity out of nine gifts. We can spread it around the world and no two will quite operate the same way. Verse seven says this, of the nine gifts of the spirit, he calls them basically the nine manifestations of the Holy Spirit to bring them out of that invisible world into this tangible world where they can manifest in front of us. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. Notice not all of us. He comes down to actually how it's given to me as an individual, is given to individuals for the profit of everybody else. It's given to you, but it's for everybody else's profit. In other words, it's not given to you to put on your card, Worker of Miracles, and talk about yourself and magnify yourself. No, it's given to you for the benefit of somebody else. One of my favorite shows when I was young was The Lone Ranger the Lone Ranger would come riding into town with a mask over his face and he would remedy the problem of the town, get rid of the bad guys, get the gold back in the hands of the right people away from the ones that stole it. And by the end of the show, he would jump on his horse, trigger and ride out of town. And they would always ask the same question, who was that masked man? And they'll say, I don't know. But the point of it was the reason why he wore a mask is he didn't want to be recognized and on top of that, he didn't want to stand out. And the other reason was he came to town not for his own benefit. He came to be a blessing to everybody else and didn't even care if you didn't know his name. He rode out of town. What a wonderful explanation of this verse. The manifestations, nine of them of the spirit is given to each one of us so that we don't brag on ourselves. We come to do everybody else profit. We come to benefit them. And by benefiting them, and then we leave at the end of it, they may say, when we're leaving the building, who was that man?" But I don't know. But man, he set me free. And look at my body's healed. Look at my family's better. I understand God's will for my life. All this came through the Holy Spirit coming to us You know, I'm here sitting in a studio. We got lights around me and we got cameras on me and all these other stuff. You know what? It takes power to do this. You might be sitting there in your office or you might be sitting there in front of your TV. And you know what? If you're in front of your TV, it takes power to operate that television. But I'm going to tell you something. Between that television... And you watching it is a, is multitudes of wires that go all the way across town and connect to a power plant across town. And there are wires and they always start out big. I mean, from the, those that my, my wife and I used to live very, fairly close to a power plant and we could stay in the backyard and those big wires that came out of the power plant, you could hear them at certain times during peak hours of the day. You could hear bzz, 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 bzz on those things. And what they were simply doing was it was almost overload for them carrying all that power into town. But as you come across town, the wires get smaller and it comes into this building, comes into this building, then it even gets smaller as it brings it down to the individual offices in there. So we have thick wires, then, then less thick wires and down to smaller wires all the way down because the lights that are on in this room literally are powered by a power plant way across town somewhere else. But we kind of what connects this room, my studio with the power plant is wires. Did you ever notice this? We don't like wires. No, I call them ugly necessities. We have to have them. So we stick them up high in the air so we don't have to see them or we bury them under the ground. We bring them into a building. We run them up through the walls so we don't have to see them under the floor so we don't have to see them and through the ceiling so we don't have to see them down the walls to a little power outlet and we don't see the wires behind the power outlet. Now, for ceiling lights like this one, we have to have a little bit of, uh, you know, but we just do it as, as small as possible. We do it as short a distance as possible. We don't run it from the floor and hang it up there. No, we put it from the ceiling, have a little bit coming down. The reason why is because we don't like wires. Wires are ugly necessities. Let me tell you who you are as a person that operates the gifts of spirit, you are an ugly necessity. Now I'm about to get a bunch of letters on that one. You are an ugly necessity. You know why? You're just a wire. All you do is connect the power plant on one side to the person on the need on the other side. God's power flows through you. And when it's all said and done, the person gets the benefit. You just had the privilege of connecting God with the person. You jump on trigger right out of here with a mask on your face. And at the end of it, everybody says, who was that masked person? Why? He's the lone wire. He came into this town to set us free. He came into this church to set us free. And I did my part. I brought the manifestation of God's power in here. And what's all said and done, who gives a rip who Bob was? We want to know who was God. Who is Jesus Christ? Who is the power of the Holy Spirit? Because Bob didn't set them free. I'm the wire that carried the power to set them free. That's all I was here for. And I might operate in word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirit. There's a lot of ways I can operate, but simply God's the one who gives it to me. It flows through me, through the Holy Spirit, through me into that person. And that's what causes the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one of us individually for the profit of everyone else. I didn't come here for my profit. When it's all said and done and I leave and they don't know who I was, fine. But if they're all out there going, wow, we certainly learned something. Oh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me during that that teaching. Oh, that's wonderful. That's the Holy Spirit. Bob doesn't get the glory. Jesus gets the glory. The Holy Spirit gets the glory. God the Father gets. The glory. So let's start breaking down these nine manifestations of the Holy Spirit. These have been around for a long time. But the difference was in the Old Testament, only certain individuals could do this. The prophet, the priest, and the king could operate in the gifts of the spirit. You wanted to know what God's will was for your life? You went to see a priest. You talked to him because why he could hear from God for you. But one of the great things about the New Testament wasn't back here in the opening verses of this chapter. We now serve a God that can talk to us individually. It doesn't have to be through a pastor or a preacher. It can be and should be. That's why we should go to church to learn these things. But we can also hear from the Holy Spirit Spirit in our own individual life. Verse 8 goes on to say, for to one is given the word of wisdom by the Holy Spirit, to another a word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another special faith above and beyond the measure of faith given to you, to another special faith through the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healings, both plural, through the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits, to another, different kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues, but that one and individual, self same spirit distributes to each one of us individually as he wills. So the gifts I operate in come from the Holy Spirit, and it comes by the will of the Holy Spirit, not by my own will. I just open up myself and say, Lord, whatever gifts you have for me, I'm open to them. You know me better than I know me. Give me the gifts that will operate best in me. So let's go back to verse 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom by the Holy Spirit to another word of knowledge through the same Spirit. The reason why both of these are put together is because they work together. The word of wisdom and the word of knowledge work together. I like to look at it this way. The Holy Spirit, listen, this isn't something you manufacture. No, in fact, Jesus operated in this particular thing, the word of knowledge, more than anything else when it came to witnessing. Again, he told Nathaniel, I saw you sitting under a tree. And Nathaniel, the next thing out of Nathaniel's mouth was, you must be the Messiah. You must be the son of God. He did it with the woman at the well. And he said, you've had five husbands. The one you're living with now is not your husband. Word of knowledge. He knew this by the Holy Spirit. And she said, you must be a prophet. And she gave her life to the Lord, brought everybody out from town and said, come see a man that told me everything I've ever done. The major use of the gifts of the Spirit is in witnessing. And so he says here, the word of knowledge will come to you. I like to turn them the other way around, first of all. For to one is given the word of knowledge, to another the word of wisdom. Word of wisdom is the answer for the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge acquaints you with the circumstances. I remember one time in church, I had a lady stand up. I, I told her, stand up. I said, the Lord told me this morning, your daughter ran away. She burst into tears. I said, in fact, it was it was very early in the morning, and, and apparently you didn't know it. She slipped out of the house. And you don't know where she is, but you've come to church anyway. I want to thank you for coming to church, and the Lord wants you to know that by this afternoon, you'll find her. She'll be fine. So here's the first thing I gave her. I gave her a word of knowledge. The word of knowledge acquainted her with the problem, familiarized her, and she knew that it was right because it was from the Holy Spirit. It nailed it. But what if I would have said, ma'am, your daughter ran away this morning? Yes, well, be seated. And I just stopped right there. I mean, the whole congregation's waiting for the answer. The word of wisdom is the answer for the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge acquaints us with the situation, probably a problem, and then now brings us the answer to that and answers that situation, answers the word of knowledge. So this is how they work together. And again, that's why they're put together in one verse of scripture. And notice this, it doesn't come from you. You don't make this stuff up. I sat beside a young man on a plane one day. I mean, I was already seated there. He came and sat down next to me as they were filling the plane up. The moment he sat down, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. and said, he's ready to receive me. I didn't know that, that wasn't something I made up. No, the Holy Spirit gave me a word of knowledge. I knew something about this young man, began to talk to him and in just a few moments he accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. I like to say this, I mean, as we were taking off, he was a sinner, by the time we got up in the air he was a saint, he had accepted Jesus as his Savior. So that's how those work together in our life but it came by the Holy Spirit. The manifestation of the Spirit was given to me to profit him. And the word given to me to profit him led him to the Lord. It wasn't Bob. At the end of it, I don't even know if he knew my name. I'm not even sure he, I gave him my name. All I can say is this, it was a divine appointment and the Holy Spirit put a stamp of approval on it by the gifts of the Spirit. Verse nine, to another faith through the same Spirit. And this faith is, sim- is not the simple faith we have to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. It's a gift of exceptional faith for the moment. We find people in the Word of God operating in this. I mean, when when Daniel was let down in the lion's den, he slept in the lion's den. Man, this was a gift of faith because I'm sure every fear in him was speaking up. And at that time he did not I mean, he probably, His natural mind was going crazy, but there was such a peace that came over him. Others rose up in supernatural faith. We find Samson doing this, ripping things apart, pulling down fences, things that were impossible. This was the gift of faith given to him. So that's special faith above and beyond the regular uh, operation of faith or the portion or measure of faith that's been given to us. Tomorrow we'll take up from this very same point. Glad you've been with us today. I'll see you tomorrow and we'll take up again, speaking of the gifts of the Holy